Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. It's the LFD uh, Lito Gomez Puro 2012. Um, I tried to research it a little bit, and uh, as far as I can tell, every year he releases like a new Puro, Dominican Puro. Um, have you guys ever heard of anything like that? No. But I was thinking some of the LFDs, but I don't remember the there being a limited release like that. Well, see, I don't know. That's the thing is, I don't know if it's a limited or if it's just like his annual thing. You know, um, maybe it's maybe it's like his version of the uh, short run. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, you know, one thing that's kind of unique about it is they uh, it's all tobacco from the Gomez farm. The the from the, is that, yeah, Gomez, Lito Gomez, yeah, from their farm. So it's it's pretty unique, I guess, in that aspect. But so what's the uh, what's the plan tonight, Junior? Are we live? Yes, we are. All right, so this is the show, huh? Yeah, we're just we're just gonna shoot the shit, and I've got a few stories we can talk about. And one thing I found when we did episode ten a couple of weeks ago was. That we were like we were real matter of fact with all the stories, and it was a really short show. And then once I stopped recording, that's when things got good. So I was like, let's go a little less formal and see if we can catch some of that stuff on on tape. That's a good idea. Am I still am I still sounding pretty good with this uh, new microphone? Oh yeah. Okay. You have to let me. You have to let me know if it gets goofy. It, it brings your levels up kind of even with everybody else, and. From my end, I can turn it up and down if I okay. need to. Well, great. Or hey, I you... can just completely mute you if it becomes <laughs> necessary. You would, you would never do that. Nah. <laughs> so I uh, was reading online today about the... Oh, first off, Mark, let's talk about real quick the orange Zycar cutter. <laughs> yes, sir. That, that will be purchased in my future, I can guarantee you. And I believe there's a matching lighter that goes with that. Yeah, I saw one, and I was thinking, you know what? I don't, I don't know if Zycar will ever admit it, but I'm 90% sure you're you're the reason for that. I just, I just have that hunch that uh, all those talks with Kelly Enter the Zycar rep, uh, paid, paid out. I think you're gonna get, you're gonna get a free one in the mail. That's my guess. Well, uh, you know, I think I hurt his feelings when I uh, told him that I dumped my Zycar stuff for that orange Lotus lighter. So, so maybe yeah. it could work its way up the chain. Over over time, do you remember that one cigar event where uh, we asked if he had any orange lighters, and he came inside with like that little tiny thing that looked yeah, like yeah. a t- teenage girl would light a cigarette with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little bitty single torch, tiny flume. Yeah. Nice try, Zarkar, but not a, not a man's lighter right there. <laughs> now this well, new one is it one of the XI series, or is it a whole new design? The the orange one, I think it's a XI. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it now. It looks like the XI one. I think so, yeah. The orange and black. 
Yeah. yeah. That, that's they did, man. What a that's a cool lighter. I'm not even I'm not big on orange like you are, Junior, but that's a good looking cutter. Uh, yeah, uh, me and I'm sure Lonnie will have to have one as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Lonnie, have you have you reached out to him at all? No, I got to get his information from you. Some somewhere along the way, I don't think I ever got his uh, his contact oh. info. My fault. I can uh, I'll send it to you. But... Oh have Lord. Have you seen? Uh, you're talking about the orange cutters. Have y'all seen the the Room 101 version? That's orange with the skulls. No, that sounds pretty awesome, though. Is it orange with like black skulls? No, they're white skulls. The uh, you've got the orange and black that almost looks like a tie-in. I wonder if there's any tie-ins to Harley there, because Harley's big orange and black. But this one, the Room 101, is uh, it's orange with uh, white skulls. That sounds pretty cool. I'm. I'm... I might, I might have to get on this this orange bandwagon. I think if I if I screenshot it here, I'll shoot you a picture of it. No, senior, you know, if they're doing orange, you might be in luck. They might start doing pink next. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> that, that, now I can do that. This, Which, this I, I know I'm going to catch crap tonight uh, from you haters, but. Uh, it, this is recording, you know, September or September. God, money. Uh, February twentieth. I don't even know what month it is. Hell. But February twentieth, which is uh, National Pipe Smokers Day. So, I, in honor of that, I'm smoking my uh, Savinelli uh, one twenty eight alligator uh, pipe in honor of the the national day here. What are you, what kind of tobacco you got in there? I've got a. It's by Ashton. It's called an artesian blend. It's kind of an English blend. It's uh, rich and kind of spicy. It's pretty good. Are you finding yourself liking the uh, the more natural blends, or do you prefer like the vanilla or cherry or whatever else? Well, I kind of started out with the uh, the more what they consider to be the aromatics. Uh, there's a blackberry brandy that I like and uh, some buttered rum and some others. But uh, here as of late, I'm starting to lean a little more toward the the English, which is the, you know, stronger, more tobacco-flavored ones. I think I'm kind of picturing you with a pipe senior, and it, it's a pretty good fit. I think, <laughs> uh, I think, I think you found your column there. Oh, you didn't see my little uh, mountain man picture that went on Facebook there when I was oh, on yeah, the side yeah. of the room. I forgot about that. You looked miserable. <laughs> uh, I, trust me, I was. The, the only good side to that was the pipe. Uh, but then, it was nasty. Junior, uh, on the looking like you're supposed to smoke a pipe front, uh, unfortunately, I don't think you're there yet, brother. You're uh, a... <laughs> It's, it's, I don't know. Unless hipsters start smoking pipes, I just don't think it's a good fit for you. I I am what they call a trend setter, so people <laughs> okay. are going to follow me. <laughs> okay, my bad. Yes, orange, orange, for example. Yes, you said well, that. That was you. And to go back to that orange cutter and lighter, they're actually it's part of a series, uh, the Zycar Hot Rod Collection. Uh, they have the orange and the black. They have a red and graphite gray version, and then they have a black and chrome version. So there's actually three sets based on hot rod colors. 
Nice. What was the what kind of lighter was it? Does it say in the article if it? Uh, like I, saw an, I saw an orange lighter. I just didn't check what kind of it was. I'm not. Let's see. Punch. The Vitara dual flame lighter. Yes, actually, that punch. is my that is one of my favorite Zycar lighters. It's the dual flame on top. It's a slender profile and it has a punch on the bottom. Yeah, it it looks very nice from the pictures. Uh, Dang. Oh man, I might have to buy that bitch. Damn it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're like sixty nine dollars. I mean, I wasn't really planning on that, but I love the uh, I love that lighter. It's my wow. favorite one. You can never have too many accessories. That's true. Just like uh, flashlights and pocket knives. You can never have enough flashlights or pocket knives. I go along with that. I got at least uh, two pocket knives and two flashlights within reach. <laughs> well, all right then. And speaking of Zycar, they're fancying up their north of 60 ring gauge cutters with the new X8 metal cutter. They're going to come in a couple of different finishes and they'll be about $10 more than the old X8 which was just the, uh, yeah. the black plastic. Uh, so I'm sure Kirk will be uh, getting three or four of these for his 70 <laughs> and 80 ring yeah. gauge cigars. You got me. No, you know, I was actually looking at the, uh, the X8 and um, it has a design that is similar to a type of guillotine that I really just hate, and that's the, uh, you know, the two-bladed guillotine traditional style. But one thing they did different with the X8 that might change my mind is one of the blades on the X8 is stationary. So instead of moving both blades apart and then mushing them together to try to cut your cigar, it's one stationary blade and one moves, and I think that might help with a better cut. But... If anyone tries the X8 and is unhappy with it, let me know because, you know, I love Zycar as much as the next guy. But I'll say that, uh, in my experience, the their original model, like the XI1, 2, and whatnot, that is a, a patent that Zycar originated, and I think that's the one that they got right. I think the rest of them have been kind of uh, a letdown, at least for me, with the exception of the V-cut. But... Looking good, looking good, senior. <laughs> yeah, you look like the, a, you you look like a cigar smoker. You really do with that big old beard. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the uh, it's beginning to grow again. I, my problem is I start trimming it, and then one side gets off, the other side gets off, and then I'm back where I started six months ago. <laughs> so just just don't trim it. You just gotta use some wax, some beard wax. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get with uh, Sean and those guys from uh, Split Beard and figure out how all that shit works. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of things that need to be explained, Kurt needs to offer an explanation for his uh, Valentine's gift that his wife gave him, and I'm incredibly, incredibly jealous of this. <clears throat> so, oh yeah, yeah, that for 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 those who don't know, my wife. Uh, I think I think might win the wife of the ward a year for cigar lovers, but she went to our our local tobacconist here in in Minnesota and basically said, "Hey, my husband loves cigars. I saw him reading the Cigar Aficionado Top 25 with a lot of interest, and I would like two of every cigar from the Top 25." And you know, because she doesn't know about cigars, she didn't know that some of them are Cuban or 
impossible to find because it was a limited release, but the cigar shop basically took her cigar by cigar, every single one that they had. She got two of them, and then if they didn't have if they didn't have a cigar because it was Cuban or whatever else, uh, they gave her a recommendation for something that was similar or better. And I'm going it and say that it didn't cost an arm and a leg, but uh, you know that's something I can worry about later. But I've got a humidor full of some of the world's best cigars, I'd say. And uh, man, I'm a lucky guy. That was it was such a good gift. And you know, you asked me to explain it, and I'll just say this: that without getting too mushy. Uh, you know different people show love in different ways and my wife shows love by giving people stuff and uh, I feel I feel pretty fortunate and uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like a kid on Christmas opening that up it was incredible yeah I saw that on Facebook and I'm like wow <laughs> yeah it was a very uh, very generous gift and I'll be I'll be smoking those cigars probably the next year and speaking of the CA Top 25, uh, Oliva, of course, came in with the number one cigar of the year, the Milano. And there was a story in Cigar Aficionado. Uh, Oliva's having a bit of trouble keeping up with demand for the cigar, so that just shows you how much people respect that Top 25 list. Uh, Oliva yep. literally having <clears throat> trouble having trouble keeping them on the shelves and trying to train more rollers to do these Figurado Vitolas, and that's a particularly difficult uh, role to do, so they might see a slight increase in their production, but it's probably not going to be a huge increase. Yeah, I haven't tried that one yet. I've got two of them in my humidor as part of my Valentine's Day present, but uh, looking forward to trying them. But you know, one thing I will say, guys, and you remember this, I'm sure, but last year's number one was the My Father Florida Santillas, and one thing my father did that I haven't seen, oh, excuse me, that was two years ago. Um, but they were able to maintain their production. Like, just just to put some numbers to it, the two weeks after the Oliva cigar was named number one, they sold as many of those cigars as they did in a typical eight-month period. So in two weeks, they sold eight months' worth of inventory. I'm sure the same has been true for every number one cigar, whether it was the Prensado, the Flor de las Antillas. Uh, what was it last year, the Quattro, the Sunright? Yeah, I believe so. It was, it was, yeah, it was one of the. Um, I'm having a brain fart, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the the Florida Las Antillas by my father was available as a as a cigar retailer. I was able to buy ten boxes at a time, anytime I wanted, for the entire year. That it was the number one cigar. Not one single back order. I mean, hats off to those guys at my father. Pepin Garcia must be running a tight ship. And uh, if I was a uh, Mr. Oliva, I think I'd probably pick up a phone and call up uh, Pepin and ask him how he did it. And for IPCPR this year, Oliva is creating 1,000 humidors. Each humidor will be <clears throat> will contain 50 Series V Milano cigars in different sizes, not just the Figurado. But these will be available at IPCPR for roughly a grand but they're going to be signed by members of the Oliva family. So. Oh, that's cool. So you mm-hmm. said you said 50, 50 cigars? Yeah, 50 cigars per humidor, and 1,000 humidors will be available. That's a pretty sweet deal. I mean, 20 bucks a cigar, but I think the Milano typically sells for 12 or 15 bucks anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty pricey. 
That's not a bad deal. Signed by the Oliva family. Hell. It looks so like, are you uh, gonna, are the cigar tipsters going to be going down to the IPCPR this year? Eh, we're talking about it. We, we hope to go, especially since it's in New Orleans, which is fairly close. Uh, we don't have the uh, particulars worked out on that one yet, but we're definitely going to try. We can talk uh, offline if you want after this, and uh, I'll give you some tips. Okay. And uh, I noticed also a bill has been introduced to Congress to completely lift the embargo <laughs> on Cuba, and Kirk, you'll be proud that it is. <laughs> it was introduced and sponsored by a Democrat from Minnesota, whose name I'm not going to attempt to. Wow. Man, I didn't know if anything good came from Minnesota politics. Especially not a Democrat. Right. I mean, hell. Well, I, I, shoot. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm very surprised. But uh, that's that's great. You know, I, I, I think everyone up in the White House and up in Congress is probably thinking that it's long overdue. It's just a matter of doing it the right way. And, you know, kind of going on a sidebar here, Junior, you're, I'm sure both of you guys know. Have you guys ever heard of a dude named uh, Che Guevara? Yeah, was, I heard uh, his name. Yeah, so he's that he's that guerrilla fighter that's like on a, the front of a bunch of T-shirts. It's like a guy with long hair wearing a, a military beret. Um, anyway, so he was involved with the Cuban Revolution that put the Castro regime in power. And uh, I forget where I was going with this now. Uh, damn! <laughs> too too many uh, too many Michelob Golden Lights, I guess. All right, come back to me. Come back to me. Keep talking. It'll 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 flow. All right. It's uh. I, I'm supposed to be the old one in the crowd with memory loss here, Kurt. No, I don't have memory loss. I have like shiny thing disorder. So like, I was talking. <laughs> I was talking to you guys, and I looked over at my uh my heater, and it's like this glowing orange light, and it just, I was like a moth. I was just drawn into the flame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Today is February the 20th. Uh, got a press release earlier today. Drew Estates is announcing a new cigar, the Pope of Greenwich Village. Uh, it's part of a smoke and micro blend series. Now, this one's only going to be available in South Florida uh, in the spring of this year at Smoke Inn's retail stores down there, but a new cigar from Drew Estates called the Pope of Greenwich Village. Uh, the name is a little bit cumbersome for my taste, but... <laughs> yeah, that is pretty... Uh, that's fancy. I hope the the cigar is as complex as its name. Ooh, I got my thought back. Okay. Here we go. Cuban Revolution. So basically, <laughs> I apologize. The guys on Capitol Hill, what they're worried about is entering into normal relations with Cuba, but still having this government in place that does terrible things to its citizens. And I think a lot of the Cuban Americans who live in the United States are actually against opening up trades and everything else with Cuba because they know firsthand, either because they live there or because their parents still live there or whatever, all the atrocities that happen in Cuba. You know, we have... It's a government that makes people disappear in the, in the middle of the night. And, of course, guys at Cigar Aficionado probably don't know about that, or maybe they do, but they don't care because they want to smoke cigars in Havana. Um, I don't know. 
I guess I'm indifferent if if relations with Cuba settle out. Maybe that'll be good for their country. Maybe we can. I don't want to say westernize because that has negative connotations, but you know maybe we can bring some normalcy to their government and some peace to the people of Cuba. And I think that's that needs to be the priority. And I think that's what the people at, on Capitol Hill are worried about. You know they don't want to rush into this uh, normalized relationship with Cuba just to have this government do terrible things to its citizens while Americans are vacationing on the beach, if that makes sense. Definitely. I, uh, so yesterday I had the opportunity to, uh, I got to try a cigar I haven't tried before. I went cigar shop hopping with uh, the author of Cigar Blueprint, Mark Hall, and his lovely fiance Yvonne. Great people, had a lot of fun with them, but mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to try the Ventura Cigars Psycho 7. I don't know if either one of you have tried that before. I have. Seven uh, seven different blends of tobacco, right? Yes, and it, it was pretty good. It, the band is massive. Uh, you pretty much have to take the band off before you smoke it. It's It looks, it looks and is about the size of a standard... Uh, prescription pad from the doctor and of course that's the whole theme behind it but uh, very good smoke razor thin burn I mean no issues there uh, it was a 6 by 60 so I wasn't necessarily crazy about the size but the uh, what the hell was that <laughs> that was me whistling at your 6 by 60 <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, that's disturbing but uh, but all in all good flavors uh, definitely smoke again and they had a a four-pack sampler of that cigar in a smaller size available that came with a cutter for like $30. So if you nice. see those out in the store, it's not a bad deal. You might want to pick one of those up. Where was the cigar shop at? Uh, we actually hit both uh, the cigar room in Madison, and we spent the rest of the afternoon at Vintage. Okay. Out in uh, Bridge Street. Yes. They were quite impressed with um, Vintage, of course, Oh, of course. That's a beautiful shop. And, and that lounge is just insane. Do you guys have to pay uh, 10 bucks to get into the lounge? Yeah, that's that's my only gripe with that place is charging for the smoking lounge. But Yeah, I agree. Hey, free advice to all you cigar retailers out there. Don't charge people to use your, use your lounge. Anyone who buys a cigar should be welcome in. Now, now yesterday was worth it because Mark and Yvonne were out were from out of town and you know it was worth it just to have a quiet and incredibly nice place to smoke for, for sure a couple hours with some out of towners so. but yeah in in my normal routine I would not pay to smoke somewhere yeah you're right though for a special occasion that's a that's a very nice place to go if anyone's in Huntsville Alabama there's the the vintage wine and cigar shop it is one of the classiest cigar shops and humidors that you could probably ever go to, at least in Alabama. So it's a little more expensive, but it's beautiful. You won't regret stopping in. And I have to give a special thank you to Mark Hall because he bought me a Liga Pravada number no. 9. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, high rolling, and he bought Yvonne and himself one, and we all sat there and smoked the Liga Pravada, so it was a... Very enjoyable afternoon with a fantastic cigar. Did they uh, did they store those back in the uh, special humidor that you need like the fingerprint code to get into? Yes, they do. 
isn't that that's something right there, huh? <laughs> yeah. And he also had the uh, the T fifty two Flying Pig, which is a a pretty rare find. Which one is that yeah, now? Those are hard to come by now? Is that a Liga? Uh, yeah, Liga Pro. Yeah, okay. The, the number nine. Flying Pig, huh? Yeah, I think it's called the T fifty two. Okay. Oh, and just through conversation, we happened to come upon the subject of the Drew Estate Kentucky Fire Cure while we were there. Mm. Uh, Mark Hall asked me what I thought of it. I told him I did not like it at all, and he agreed. And he he had a couple bought for a bond to try. So I'll be they're going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. So I'll be interested. I hope she smokes it between now and then because I'd love to know what she thinks about it. You know, I feel like not not on purpose because I think. The three of us would certainly agree that we like Drew Estate and the majority of their stuff, but I feel like on this show, for whatever reason, whenever Drew Estate comes up, it's not usually, but oftentimes a negative thing. We we spoke about them being bought up by Swisher and how that wasn't necessarily a positive thing in our eyes, and uh, we certainly have our fair share of negative opinions when it comes to the Kentucky Fire Cured Cigar. But if anyone from Jewish State is listening, we want you to know we appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate the majority of your cigars. It's just that Kentucky Fire Cured is not for us. I guess a very polite way to say it. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we were talking about the uh, the Uzi line. Now, the Uzi Baitfish is, is one of my favorite yeah. Jewish State cigars. Uh, yeah, that's a good little cigar. Yeah, it is. Especially and, a good, good price, too. I enjoy Underground, and of course you cannot beat a tobacco special. You know, the uh, my dad has been smoking cigars for probably 10 years. Never, never tried a flavored one, ever. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know, one day he called me up and ordered some cigars, and I put them to a sampler, and I threw in one of the tobacco special Dolce's. It's the lighter colored one, and... You know, he opened up his cigars, and he was saying how excited he was, and he's looking through it, and he said, wait a second, is this a flavored cigar? And I said, well, yeah, just give it a try, though. You love it. And now, whenever he orders cigars, he buys 10 Tobacco Special Dolce's, because that is his second favorite cigar. The only one that beats it in his head is the Padron. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a strong endorsement right there for the Tobacco Special, you know? Yeah, so. it's really, it really is the only flavored cigar I smoke on any basis. I, I've i tried the acids, I've tried the, the cherry bombs and the, uh, the Tatiana's and all that crap. Uh, and I met crap in the nicest way possible. But <laughs> What do you uh, think about the uh, tobacco special versus the Java? Uh, personally, I prefer tobacco special just because I'm not the biggest fan of box press. Uh, okay. And to me, and this could just be me playing games in my own head, but to me, the the tobacco special version is a little bit stronger. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has that feeling. For for me, it comes I'm down actually, to. Oh, go ahead, senior. Go ahead. I was going to say I'm actually the opposite of that. I like the Java better than the tobacco special. Oh, never mind. You don't get and, to talk now. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion don't count for shit, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I respect your opinion. For for me, it's the the difference to me is that the Java has a 
more artificial flavor on that wrapper. The wrapper flavor is so strong that it, I don't know, it just it grinds on me. I feel like I need to drink a pitcher of water. But the Tabaka Special just has that almost almost like a sugar tip. So it's just that sweetness matched with the very mild and flavorful tobacco. And so I, I can't even really smoke a Java, but I can do the Tabaks. And you, you mentioned sugar tips. I actually like the, the Drew Estate. I believe they call it the natural line, which oh, actually yeah. has the sugar tip on it. I actually like those. I know some people don't, but I personally do. I the can't net. stand those. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, you, we're going to disagree again here. Have you tried one, Senior, since you, you started smoking pipe? No, because the I, I've tried a couple in the past and didn't care for them. Yeah. And, no, I hadn't picked up one since I've been smoking a pipe. The only reason I asked was because if you look at the... So in the naturals, they have like some absurd amount of tobaccos involved. It's like 10 or 11 tobaccos or something like that that are all blended together to form the natural. And part of the, some of those tobaccos are really some of the more unique ones that you find used in cigars, like Panamanian and there might be some Italian, I don't know. Croatian, who knows, and some people relate the taste from a natural to some pipe tobaccos. So I was curious if if you've tried I, one since, but I, I'll try another one just to, to test that theory. But I I can't think of any of the pipe tobaccos that I've tried that I would relate that taste to because I don't think I would have liked it. Fair enough. Well, that, that's your that's your assignment between now and the next podcast. There you go. <laughs> now and I here, got homework. Damn it. Here, here we are trying to say something nice about Drew Estate, and seniors over there just being like, "No, nah, I smoke Dravas, and I don't smoke Naturals." That's okay. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, you know. I, I'm trying my <laughs> damnedest to, to start a yeah. Drew Estate podcast over here, and he's not cooperating. I, I'm hmm. still upset over the Swisher buyout. You know. No. Now I, I smoke. I, I, but wait, See, I, wait a minute! Now, isn't isn't the Java a collaboration collaboration between uh, Drew Estates and Rocky Patel? That yes. is a very valid point. In fact, for you cigar smokers out there, take a look at a Java. It's a Rocky Patel Java on the band. But if you look at the box, there is a shirt tag, and that's the best description. There's a shirt tag that says Drew Estate right on it. And you are right, senior. Okay. The Drew Estate See, does I'm make not, the Javas for Rocky Patel. Uh, I'm not over here bashing Drew Estate, so y'all leave me alone now. There you go. <laughs> and while, while we're throwing out the Drew Estate love, I do enjoy the Undercrown line. Uh, as a lot of people know, the Undercrowns were invented as a way to stop the Drew Estate workers from smoking so many Liga Privadas, so that gives you an <laughs> idea of, of the quality that Undercrown brings to the table table, if I can talk right. And if you can, that's a big if. Yeah, definitely. And of course Herrera, uh, Willie Herrera's line oh, is now yep. part of Drew Estates, and actually he's now the Drew Estate Master Blender. Uh, my personal favorite from his line is the Herrera Esteli Norteño. Uh, really unique cigar there, and it features my <clears throat> favorite thing in the world, the Mexican San Andreas wrapper. Yes. Yes, you nailed it, Mark. That is a good cigar. <laughs> and that wrapper is fantastic. All right, I'm back, and I got a cold brew. 
It, it's not Bud Light, is it? Drinking coffee up there. What's the temperature like up there tonight? It's not. So if I was, if this was yesterday, I would have had to pass because it was like negative 16 degrees or something. But today it's a heat wave. It's a balmy like 20 degrees. <laughs> oh man, you got it made up there. I know. I, Murfreesboro. I was in Murfreesboro. I think it was probably yesterday morning, and it was uh, four degrees. And the wind chill was like, I don't know, minus three, four, five, something like that. Man, that's that's hard on you Southerners. Oh, yeah. It's, that's scary there. Hey, next, next winter, why don't you guys come up north, and we'll uh, we'll keep you warm. Uh, that, nah, that, was, that was a bad statement in many facets. <laughs> well, okay. You know what? <laughs> I guess in hindsight, I do kind of regret that because it <laughs> sounds a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ways that I could go. Well, you know, the best way to cuddle is naked, right? <laughs> okay, so Kirk was off working on his porn career last week. <laughs> That's, right. podcast. That's why he wasn't here. Six but by that 60s. was our speculation. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's try to bring this back to cigars. Casada uh, is getting ready to release the Reserva Privada. And this cigar features 18-year-old tobacco. Uh, this tobacco has been sitting in a warehouse since 1997. Wow. It was found by the, the younger generation of the Casada family. And they've taken this 18-year-old tobacco and mixed it with some current crop tobacco. So it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. It's a Connecticut wrap cigar, so it's gonna, definitely going to be a lighter-flavored cigar. But I will definitely be in line to try that. It's going to be a little on the pricey side, uh, ranging from 12 to $15, depending on the size. Now, Casada, that's the band that has, like, the leaves on it, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think the bands actually say Casada, do they? No. They... Yeah. So that's, that's an important thing for those listening, is when you're looking for Casada, it's not going to say Casada on the band. It's going to have, I think... One or two or three tobacco leaves, the outline yeah. of a leaf. Cusada is on the box, but the, the band itself just features a gold leaf with uh, Pravada, Reserva Pravada in small print behind it. Wouldn't it be nice if all the cigar manufacturers just agreed to write exactly what the cigar is named on the cigar? Wouldn't that be something? Yes, because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it can be confusing as hell. It can, especially with Padrones. I mean, most of the Padrone cigars, they just say Padron. Oh, I was I was telling Senior about this before we started recording, but I found a, a unique cigar at uh, Vintage called American Eagles, and it is camouflaged. It features pretty hmm. much every wrapper leaf known to man uh, in order to wow. create a camouflage effect. I will shoot a picture out on Twitter after we get done recording this so people can see it or you guys can see it. But I'm, I'm definitely excited to, to smoke that one. What's the name of it again? American Eagles. And that's all it says on the band. <clears throat> okay. Interesting. I got uh, a question to throw out there back to the 18-year-old the tobacco. Do you guys feel that there's a, a point where tobacco ages to the point where it starts to lose some of its flavor and character and 
get kind of bland, or do you feel like that the the more it ages, the longer it ages, it's going to keep enhancing the flavors? I don't think there's a point where it's necessarily going to deteriorate as long as it's stored correctly, but I think, and this is just my opinion, I think you're going to hit a point where that tobacco has done all that it's going to do. You're not going to get more flavor out of that tobacco after a certain point, but that's just my thoughts. I think that's accurate, Junior. And, you know, seeing your your original question, I would say that, uh, you know, if you think of some of the cigar boxes or cigars that advertise 10-year tobacco, 12-year tobacco, um, at least in my mind, those are some of the better blends out there. Like the uh, the Gurkha Cellar Reserve, I think they use 13-year-old tobacco on that. Um, you know, Rock- 12 or 13. Yeah, Rocky Patel's Vintage Lines, um, you know, those Vintage Lines use old tobacco. It's not the entire cigar, which is often, I mean, a lot of people look at the the Rocky Patel 1992 and think, oh my gosh, this cigar is, you know, 20-some years old. Well, that's not quite true. Um, some of the tobacco in that cigar is old. I don't know if any of it's 20-some years old, but... Um, right. I would say in general, aged tobacco is good. Uh, I would say better even. And then to Junior's point, I think you're right. I think it improves over time, but maybe at some point, whether it's in five years or 50 years, probably depends on the crop. But at some point it hits that wall where it just isn't going to get any better. Fair enough. Yeah, hopefully that's a satisfactory answer for you, senior. Uh, it'll do. <laughs> now, 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 how old are the cigars in your humidor getting, senior? Are you aging any? Uh, the only way I age cigars is to give them to Mark and say, here, put these in the aging humidor and hide it from me. The Let's see, the oldest things we have right now, we have 10 of the Hoya de Nicaragua Cuatro Cincos. We've had those. Gosh. How's it? 2013? Yeah, so we got to be a year and a half on those. Yeah, are those ten? The oldest, or is the opus that are in there, uh, are they older than that? I thought they came after the... They, they probably did. I know that my father's actually went in there before, but we wound up smoking oh. it. Yeah, we so, had uh, two Florida Los Antilles, but we smoked those with, I think, about a year and a half of age on them. Might have been almost two years. Heck yeah. So I'm just a general. Yeah, I mean, you know, for for folks listening, I would just say it's difficult, but if, if you have a cigar that you love, Rocky Patel, My Father, whatever it is, you know, even if it's a little more expensive, go out and buy six of them, ten of them, whatever you can afford, and make a point to put half of those away for, I would say, a year and a half is a good length. And you would just be surprised. I mean, a year and a half, yeah, it's kind of a long time to wait and smoke one of your favorites, but you'll be so happy that you did. There's a, a number of cigars that I've kind of done that with. I've been, I focus mostly on, like, the number one cigar of the year. So I have some Prensados from 2011. I have some My Fathers from 2012. And uh, every now and then I reach in and I grab one out, and I just... It, it, they really are just fantastic, and I'm I'm so envious that you guys still have ten 
of those Cuatro Cinco's. What a fantastic cigar that was from day one. I can oh, only yeah. imagine. I can only imagine how good those are going to be in another year or two. Yeah, it's when was uh, the last time you smoked one of those, Mark. The last time I smoked one would have been yes, yesterday. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There's probably only two left, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm trying to find some to to shove in there to to cover my tracks, but I'm not having a whole lot of luck. <laughs> but no, well, I, I'd say it's safe the bands to put on a uh, on something much cheaper. Yeah, on something much cheaper that's about the same size. Uh, but to answer your question, it, it's been at least six months. Oh, okay. Actually, I believe your your friend Dusty was the last one to actually get one of them. Yeah, and he he, he really enjoyed that one. Hey, I tell you what, you guys you guys hold on to those, and I'm pretty sure people will. Uh, I don't know. Pay you fifty bucks a piece if you want them. Or if uh, if you ever come across the Hoya to Nicaragua guys again, bring those bad boys out, and I think you'll be the uh, the heroes for the night. Cause what a killer release! I mean, it was such a limited run. I think they sold out immediately. You guys are probably one of the few people left in America that's got a store of them. So I, I was gonna say I think we bought uh, at least three boxes, if not four. <laughs> and that was the right thing to do. That was the right thing to do. Uh, and we bought them all from Kirk <laughs> back in the day. Yes, yes. So, changing topics here a little bit. I don't know if you guys want to talk about uh, cigar shops in Huntsville, but I heard that one of the one of the shops, Patriot Cigars, is closing its doors. Is that? Uh, let's, let's just talk about that in general. Let's talk about cigar shops that close their doors and maybe what caused it. Is it tobacco taxes? Is it attacks against the tobacco industry or is it you know just the luck of the draw uh, honestly it's luck of the draw I mean and we have counting Patriot there was four four nice shops in the Huntsville area so you always hate to lose lose one of those shops regardless of whether you're a fan of that particular shop or not because competition is good for consumers but I, I think and I, I don't want to speculate on what may have caused their downfall or anything like that, but I hate to see any brick-and-mortar cigar shop go under. Yeah, I, I take that same sentiment, Mark. Uh, you know, in Minnesota, it's a little bit different. Where You guys have four, or used to have four, fantastic cigar shops in one city. Um, you know, in Minnesota, it's a lot different. If if your city has one cigar shop, you're pretty lucky. And sometimes you have to drive two or three cities away to find one that's worth your time. Uh, and I would just say, you know, to to folks who really enjoy cigars, you know, the brick and mortar shop is could could be could be a fading trend. You know, um, because you know the online giants, for Amazon, for example, you know. The same thing exists in the cigar world where you have the Cigar International and Thompson Cigars and everyone else. They're buying cigars in this massive quantity and they can offer deals that really no one else can truly offer. And those cigar shops that you drive by, maybe you've been to them, maybe you haven't. Well, you know, there might be a time when they're not available anymore. 
So I'd get out there and I'd enjoy them. I'd get out there and support them. Because, you know, if you wake up one day and the only place you can buy cigars is from the online giants, well, you might be missing out on something. Well, there's so much more involved with the cigar shop than just actually going in and buying the cigar. It's, you know, and, and you well know this from being an owner, is the, the people that you get to meet, the conversations you can have just sitting in the lounge, uh, smoking uh, cigars with a lot of other people. It's the camaraderie and everything else that goes along with the experience. It's not just going in and say, okay, I'm going to pay $8 for this cigar that I may get for $5 online. But you're getting so so much more out of that if you're actually taking advantage, full advantage of what uh, a brick and mortar has to offer. You know, on that note, Senior, I got I got a story I haven't shared here before, but it's the, the first time I met Mark Jr. So I was working at the cigar shop and Mark walked through the front door, and as soon as I saw him, I said, "Oh, sorry, sir, the hipster convention is down the road." And and, and, and he uh, he started arguing and he started saying, "No, no, I'm here to buy." And I, and I interrupted him and I said, "Oh, okay, sorry, the the sailboat convention is down the road also." And he uh, he convinced me that he was there to actually smoke cigars, and you know, the rest is history. But you're absolutely right, senior. The uh, the people you meet. I mean, that's that's one of the best parts about a cigar shop, to be honest. You know, I sit in cigar shops, and I talk to veterans who went to Vietnam. I talk to mechanics. I talk to stay-at-home dads and everybody in between. And, I mean, there's nothing beats it. People. People are what you meet. People are what you get from cigar shops. You know, you get a cigar, that's great, but it's the people you meet that really make it great. Well, we mentioned his name earlier in the show. Lonnie is a, a great example of, of what you're talking about because a generally unassuming guy, but the, the amount of knowledge that is contained in that guy's head is <laughs> yeah. insane. Think, Not always think. useful knowledge, <laughs> but right. knowledge. Uh, think, think Rain Man. That's a good comparison. <laughs> yeah. But he did teach me who uh, Fanny Flag was. It's an important thing to know. Yeah, and when her birthday is, but I forgot that part, so I'll have to ask. Uh, yeah, I encourage everyone to go meet their own Lonnie. Just give him a topic and turn him loose for an hour. There you go. Yeah, we should, have, we should have him on the show. We'd barely have to talk. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Um, not to to fly in the face of what you just said, but I do have to give a shout-out to the, the fellows over at uh, CigarsCity.com. They sent us some cigars in the mail uh, last Friday. We're going to review those uh, in Arturo Fuente stick and a couple of the CAO Americas, so we'll have those. America. <laughs> America. America. Who's, uh, who's Cigar City now? Are they, are they growing in size? Are they up there with Cigar International and stuff? They're... They're small time cigars international. They're they're sort of cigarscity.com if you want to check it out. But they, they do have good deals. They're not as big or as widespread as Cigars International, but they're a lot more down to earth guys than Cigars International. Like Cigars International would have never 
contacted me and said we're going to send you some free cigars. So yeah, I think so that are they are they focused on like the southeast or? Yeah, they're actually well, they've got a website, so they'll ship anywhere. But they're actually based in Knoxville, uh, Tennessee. Okay, and it's so you know you know that's a, that's a great point you bring up, Junior. Just because you sell an item online doesn't mean you're an online giant. You know, there's there are ways to do it where you're just out there being competitive and being a capitalist, and there are ways to do it where, whether intentionally or not, you're snuffing out all the other competition. So, if Cigar City is is run by you know some great Americans who are just chasing their dream, then I've got no problem with that. But you know, if uh, and I won't even say that I have a problem with Cigars International or Thompson because, you know what, that's that's what capitalism is about. But, you know, there is there is the the side effect of taking away from your local, your local shop owners. Um, so maybe balance is the is the best way to do it. You know. And while mentioning CAO, I was in a shop in Brandon, Mississippi, and they had. For 25% off the retail price, CAO Italia. Uh. <laughs> I thought, I said, you know, I should buy this for Kirk for a Christmas. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> now I know you're joking. <laughs> With the, uh, well, they actually did have them 25% off, but I, I went up to the counter and I said, ma'am, do you have anything that tastes like a dinosaur farting through your grandmother's dentures? <laughs> And uh, she uh, told me to leave the shop, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That sounds familiar. That's a good line. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... You know, those the CAO Italias, yeah, they use Italian tobacco, believe it or not. I mean, who's ever heard of Italian tobacco? But for those of you who haven't tried Italian tobacco, it tastes like it was rolled on the sweaty thigh of an Italian dude. That's, that's, that would be a good description. Italian tobacco is kind of sweaty and salty. Ask how you would know that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that went south so fast. You know I'm right. But now, since, since we're on the CAO kick there, uh, I know Kirk and I, the last podcast I think Kirk was on, uh, we're both smoking a uh, CAO Brasilia. And, and we kind of had some conversation around, you know, just so many of the the old favorite cigars that we've got. So, you know, just to remind people when you're in the shops and looking at the shelves and everything, don't forget some of those old favorites because there's some awesome cigars out there. Absolutely. You know, it, that's an interesting topic. Um, it, you know, a lot of cigar smokers... They, they want to try the, the new thing. They want to try whatever's fresh and hot, which is great. It's, it's good to go out there and try new things. But that's a good point, Senior, where, you know, don't forget your old favorites, too. There's a, there are a lot of great, great cigars out there. And uh, I would just say, in general, variety is probably the best approach. If, uh, if you've been smoking CAO Brasilias for the last 20 years, I'm not going to say you're you're wrong, but I will say you're probably missing out on stuff. And uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I don't understand the people, and I'm not saying anything bad towards them, but I don't understand the people who 
who stick with that one line or that one brand or there's there's just so much to try. Now there's speaking of old favorites, I picked up an old favorite yesterday, the San Cristobal Revelation. That's yes. a, a cigar oh, that I'm really good smoke. That I hope I never have to give up uh, because it is fantastic. Yeah, that was I think that was in the top twenty five last year and this year. I don't uh I'm not 100% confident about that, but I'm pretty confident. And that you're right, that is a delicious smoke. San Cristobal Revelation. And I want to take a minute to give a shout-out to uh, Mark Hall and Cigar Blueprint. Uh, the book is finished. It's been printed. It's showing up in retail stores. Their website, CigarBlueprint.com, actually went online today. So be sure to check that out and see where you can get your copy of the book. It's basically Cigar 101 in your pocket, plus it includes journaling pages so that you can keep up with what you smoke, what you like about it, what you didn't like about it, the flavors, the band, the wrapper, the size, all of it. So be sure to check out those guys, CigarBlueprint.com. And for a live commercial off the top of my head, I don't think that was too bad. That was great. That was great. I'd, I'd pay you for that. <laughs> and to those listening, uh, Mark and Yvonne, the power couple behind Cigar Blueprint, are going to be on the show with us. Uh, uh, one of the next upcoming episodes, we haven't nailed down the details just yet, but basically we're going to do an entire episode devoted to the book and some of the Cigar 101 topics that they discuss in the book. What an awesome awesome opportunity to learn about cigars from people who have really done the due diligence and research. You know, c cigars are like every other hobby where you have those people who think they know stuff and the guys who learned it from their great-grandpa and that's just the way it is and everything like that. And again, I'm not taking away from that or saying it's wrong, but I, I read through the cigar blueprint and, you know, I, I owned a cigar shop for a few years. I've been smoking cigars diligently for a few years. And I learned some stuff, and I, I really believe it. I think I think the Cigar Blueprint is a great tool for anyone, whether you're experienced or new. It's a great way to improve your knowledge, and it actually enhances your ability to enjoy cigars. And that's really what we're, we're looking for with all this stuff. And we had actually had a discussion yesterday about dying art forms. Uh, I mentioned to... Mark and Yvonne, that I had gotten a, a straight razor shave on Friday, which, you know, that's very hard to find. And part Is that of the at a barbershop? Yes. Uh, the whole, you know, towel, hot lather, the whole nine yards, the whole uh, aftershave, make you want to scream type thing. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take much to make you scream, though, I heard. <laughs> I, I, I really wish you wouldn't talk about things that we talk about off the air. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, long story short, we, we got to talk about dying art forms and how writing in and of itself has become a dying art form. And Blueprint offers you the opportunity to, to write down your thoughts and, not, and get away from your smartphone. And granted, I'm sure there are great apps that would do just fine for cigar journaling, but do it the old-fashioned way. Put your phone away for a while. Cigars are about slowing down and getting away from it all. Just just bring a little bit of that old world charm back. 
I agree. I agree. The cigar culture is way more than just smoking a cigar. I mean, that's that's a huge part of the culture, obviously, but it's slowing down, like Mark said. It's putting your phone away. It's putting your iPad away. Unless you're listening to the Cigar Tipster podcast on your iPad, then don't put it away. But um, And if you're, if you're playing Clash of Clans, we'll let that go, too. <laughs> okay, yes. Please. Otherwise, oh. I'm in trouble. Oh, and by the way, thanks for kicking me out of your clan, you asshole. <laughs> you weren't contributing. All right, we're getting I'm, off track. So, <laughs> I didn't care. I'm just kidding. So, uh, slowing down. Well, go go ahead, I, Senior. What you're saying there, Kirk, I mean, that, that brings to mind a, a conversation on a previous podcast where you, you were explaining where you went into a, a cigar shop and sit down with your laptop and within just a matter of of a few minutes in conversation and closed the laptop, shoved it off to the side and, you know, we're uh, having a, a nice conversation with another gentleman there smoking cigars. Yep, yep, and that's, I, I'm probably sound like a broken record on this, but <clears throat> when I talk to people about cigars, I, I usually spend about 10 seconds talking about cigars and how they're not cigarettes and then I spend a few minutes talking about how Cigars are what the American culture is missing. And what I mean by that is many, many other cultures across the world provide opportunities where you sit down with people and you talk. Like in, in Europe, they have two-hour-long lunches where you sit around and you talk about politics or life or philosophy or whatever. And in America, what do we do? We eat lunches at our desk. We eat dinner in front of the TV. You know, there's just never an opportunity to talk to people. And that's what I love about cigars is you light it up with your buddies or your dad or you do it by yourself and you just enjoy the conversation. You enjoy your deep thoughts. It gives you a chance to digest life and appreciate things and it is unparalleled in the American culture. It really is. That that was a very deep thought. I just wanted to give a quiet moment to let that uh, digest. Yeah, I was hoping for a hallelujah. But <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm serious though. I'm serious. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to make it get all sappy and stuff. But I mean, I think about all the times I've enjoyed around a cigar, and sometimes it's this, it's with people who smoke one cigar a year. Sometimes it's with my dad, and we smoke, you know, a few cigars uh, a year together. And, and sometimes I'm by myself, but you know, there's, there's, I don't think in all the cigars I've smoked, there's ever been a time where at the end of that cigar, the hour that I've been sitting there, an hour and a half, that I've gotten up and said, "Boy, that was a waste of time." I've never ever felt that way. When you sit down with a cigar, it's never a waste of time. It's, it's important, and it's a uh, Americans, we, we suck at that. We suck at slowing down and just enjoying the moment. I, I agree with, completely with that because I, to, I told Mark Hall that yesterday. I said cigars and pipes are the really the only two things in my life that I can actually make me slow down and just stop and relax and have a few moments to myself or you know with some other people. But it's the one or two things that just make me literally... Yesterday, when I was with them, most of the day, that's probably the longest I've gone without touching my phone in 
ages. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, before we get too sappy and have to start breaking out the Kleenex, uh, I think <laughs> I think we've put a pretty good episode in the bag here. Uh, again, look forward to the Cigar Blueprint episode that will be coming up soon. And we're going to have the guys from CigarCity.com also on the show sometime soon. Great. So lots of exciting yeah. things. Uh, ben will be back for the next show after he gets done filming porn in California. Uh, <laughs> recruited Ben to the, the industry now. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're putting together a really special show, guys. You're going to love what we did. <laughs> Just remember 6 by 60. That's a magic number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody got anything they want to throw out before we sign off? I want to encourage uh, the, the two people that actually do listen to this other than us. Uh, you know, give us some feedback. Let us know uh, what you think of this format versus the uh, the structured uh, topic format or if uh, maybe we need to try to get somewhere in between where there's some topics as well as the, the bullshit session. So. Yeah, what's uh, senior? Throw something out here. What uh, Senior is specifically referring to here is we, we didn't have a, a planned agenda here tonight. We just flew by the seat of our pants. So hopefully it's still reasonably entertaining. And um, if you are listening, we're, we're honored to be part of your cigar experience. And, uh, you know, I, I'd like to say I, I want to challenge someone out there who's smoking a cigar, maybe by themselves, but find your buddy find a brother or dad and invite them to join you. And if, if they say, oh, no, no, I don't smoke cigars, you know, push a little harder and see if you can get them to sit with you just once. And, uh, you know, share that, share that with somebody because it's, uh, it's, it's always good stuff, always good stuff. Well, and uh, a decent tip, if you've got somebody new to cigars and you're not sure what to hand them, uh, something I've heard, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but if someone typically, if their drink of choice is per se beer, then it's more of a, a milder cigar. If they're a wine drinker, kind of a medium. And if they, they like alcohol, whiskey, bourbon, scotch, something like that, a more full-flavored cigar. I'm not saying full strength, but something with a little more flavor to it. What do you guys think about that? Yep, I think you nailed it. You know, that's a good question. What do they like? They like beer, wine, whiskey, whatever. Pick a cigar that'll match that. Another option for non-cigar smokers is just to find the lightest strength, lightest flavor cigar, maybe a Romeo and Julieta Reserva Real. I'll say that again. It's the Romeo and Julieta Reserva Real. It's a fantastic smoke for beginners. Or, mentioned earlier in the show, the Tabaca Special, fantastic for beginners. And if you could go ahead and say that, Romeo and Juliet, uh, five times fast, please. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, it, it's been a fun show. Uh, glad you decided to listen to us, whether it be in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, or the middle of the night. And hopefully you had a scar in your hand when you did it. This has been the Cigar Cryptors Podcast. Thank you.